I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Goodbye. We should go on tour. Everyone. Just singing. What? We should just go on tour singing that. <laughs> the Hello Goodbye Tour. Hello. Each show is... <laughs> 10 seconds long hello it's called the micro tour Mm -hmm. goodbye that would be iconic um what was i gonna say oh everybody someone someone commented well first of all someone commented on the most recent beverly hell's angels post they were like i literally thought this was gonna be the episode where they just go hello goodbye and that's (laughs) the end damn we missed and i was like that would have been the troll of a lifetime yeah that was a miss up for us damn we really dropped the fucking ball on that next time yeah good news is you never know when it's gonna come yeah um secondly everyone is in a place of hello goodbye right now what do you mean like no one truly no one myself included wants to get off their ass and do a goddamn thing (laughs) well we're potting remotely right now i have hello i know but that's you, we have a diva down because Carrie got a touch of the cold I got that's a, going around right now. So little, he's just protecting me from that, which is diva that down. is you are getting off your ass. I'm and truly diva by down prote- by protecting mother. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I hear you. I think everyone's like, this year was long. This year was long, arduous, and like unrelenting. Yet also, I was like, what even happened this year? Like, I have no idea what's even been going on. And I still kind of feel like I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty fried. I'm really fried. But everyone is. But I'm like, I need one person, just one person to get off their asses and fucking work. Just one person. It might not have to be me. (laughs) No, preferably not me. Yeah. I would love one person. Who is working right now? Anyone running the country? Like, I tried today to get, I've been trying to get reimbursed from my renter's insurance from when I was displaced. And (laughs) they still haven't even broached that with you? No, I've sent them so many documents. I've sent them, like, I spent hours, like, putting together a PDF of all my expenses and then scanning every receipt and organizing them in a beautiful folder, naming them and sending them. And no one ever responded. So I just thought like, oh, they're processing or whatever. And like someone texted me and he was like, have you ever sent these? And I was like, yes, I'll resend the email now. (laughs) And then no one ever responded. And then I got a email today that was like, thank you so much for like your business, like rate in a survey how well you think this claim went. And I was like, the the claim is not over. I was like, what? Like, the claim has never been over. Like, the claim is ongoing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Then I reached out to, like, my claim man. And I was like, what's the deal with this claim? And he's like, well, we never got any info from you. And I was like, okay. Now they're gaslighting. I don't understand. No, I was like, you're telling me 
I'm like, where does the email go then? <laughs> he goes, I don't know. And I said, well, wh- like, what's the problem? And I was like, I sent a zip file. He was like, oh, we don't, we can't get zip files. I was like, so you want me to tell, I was like, how do you want these receipts? You want me to just write a new email and send one receipt for every email? I was like, yeah. Or you can text them if they're on your phone. And I was like, how many receipts are there? There's like 25 receipts. I was like, this is so inefficient. There's no portal. I was like, can you fucking do one thing? Are they, are they living in like 2002? I don't know, but whoever invented this, like process i was like it's easier for me to upload a claim for my dog than it is for me to like upload a claim for my own life and living they're just i love no we simply can't i go well then where does the email go because we just won't get it if we if it has a zip file just never and i was like okay can i send me neither i bet i'm like strange that seems like a big problem for a company (laughs) but that's (laughs) maybe something you want to run that's another conversation yeah you're gonna have to take that to your manager or like a higher up administrator we can't discuss this right now i do have feedback but i'm not on the payroll so i'm not going to provide that but like what i was like can i send you a test email right now and then you can tell me if you got the test so we can make sure that you're getting emails. not a and test goes, email no a test email. i took it to a place of test and he was like <laughs> he then no responded from a place of like the test he was like well, you can send it, but I might not get it for hours. And I said, well, where? Pray tell. This is, I've, I said, where I've is never he? heard of an email taking hours to get to someone. Oh, my God. And I was just, <laughs> no, every he had a response for everything. And it was like, we don't we do things a little differently here at Assurance. Isn't the whole <laughs> point of like the Internet that things travel at the speed of light to get somewhere? I don't know, but they're on another timeline and operating their email system in another dimension. (laughs) And the dimension that they're in simply does not accept zip files and like emails fall into the ether and exist. Like I've sent emails that are just existing there in space. Rapture. No one knows. Yeah, they've been raptured. So that's one instance of no one getting off their fucking asses. But. Anyways, that aside, you know who really decided not to get off their ass? Hmm. Charlie Burnett, who quit Vanderpump Uh, Rules. Talk about Diva Down. Diva. Also. Hi, babe. Do we believe? Go with daddy. Go, go, go. Um, (laughs) Just a little encouragement to my son. Go, go, go. His other daddy just walked in. Do we believe that she quit or she was Uh, fired? I think she... Well, I do believe that she was like... I felt very uncomfortable. I think she was deeply uncomfortable with like this crowd of people. I don't think she fit the mold. You're like, as you should be. That's like a normal reaction to being around the cast of Vanderpump Rules is that you're incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. That's normal. I think that shows that she probably has more integrity in her. But I do think that like also releasing a deadline, which crazy that that a year ago, that would not be anything. That would be on like pop candies. Today, (laughs) Today, it's on deadline. And she... Yeah, I I think it was like a 
I feel like it wasn't even like to fire someone means that you like really care. Like you took you invested energy in firing them. I think it was a more. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, OK, yeah, that's yeah. We'll we'll check in later. I think it was that. <laughs> I don't think it was like or they were like, here's five dollars for you to be like a friend of. Yeah, I, and I mean, she was she, like, "No, she didn't really bring that much." I mean, she did have that that moment in Havasaw when she was like, when she kind of came for the girlies in defense of Raquel. Like, I did appreciate her being like, "What is that supposed to mean?" Like, I like that, but yeah, one good moment. But then she kind of was like, fell off, and then was like working at at like another club, right? Wasn't she like a bottle girl at another club, and was just kind of like, "Hey, I I'm can't doing... even remember." <laughs> this is my until life until yesterday. I completely forgot that she was even on the show. She had potential. I still am missing the girl who breathed into a breathalyzer to unlock her car. Danica. Danica. That's a true diva down. Yeah. They should circle back and get her in the mix. Danica and her volatile relationship with that hottie. With Brett. She was like beating his ass behind the scenes. Like, yeah, that's I crave that. Um, But Charlie, to that, I say good luck with all your projects yeah bye bitch <laughs> bye I <was> like <laughs> bye i literally was like oh my god i for i didn't even register i had not even thought about her since scandal even started it's been months it's been almost nine months of me just completely erasing her from my very <laughs> being much like the emails to my rental insurance she company charlie disappeared yeah she's with the emails now it's Until ba- it's- yesterday when deadline <laughs> when deadline broke the news. Slow day at deadline. I liked when mm-hmm. she was just like it's it's like someone being like, All right, well I'm leaving now and everyone's like, Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Um see you later. Okay, bye. See you guys. I'm leaving. Bye. It was that's that's what I had. That is my scenario in my head. Mm-hmm. that's very accurate and she was like maybe we'll touch base in the following season i'm like one it might not even be around then and two i think we'll have moved on fully i don't know if anyone yearns desperately to touch base with charlie burnett in future seasons of vanderpump rules but i i think i i'm pretty i'm pretty confident that the audience for touching this base of which she speaks does not exist yeah i saw a podcast podcast a podcast clip of sheena like bawling her eyes out on someone's podcast talking about ariana and being like she doesn't know how hard it was for me how the, all of this was so hard for me i was like incredible, incredible. just that is so sheena incredible work yet again sheena is the only person who really does want to work what about me you don't know how difficult this was for me you don't know how difficult the seismic like devastation of your life was for me fair Fair. i believe it was extremely hard for sheena oh no i think it was the i think it was the hardest thing sheena never went through Mm -hmm. the hardest thing that uh, never happened to her yeah i think she was like this rocked her to her core and is still (laughs) like the most traumatized not like childbirth not like you know not even childhood trauma. Not even childhood like core trauma. Issues. Robert Parks Valletta. Any like family trauma. It was Scandaval, the a thing that never happened to her that changed everything for her. Mm-hmm. Um well, 
it's good that someone is not is saying hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Charlie's saying hello, goodbye. Sheena says, I'm here. I love, remember me? Well, I quit. Hi, I quit. <laughs> Just checking yeah, in. Yeah, I quit. Months ago, actually. I feel like she doesn't even live in LA anymore. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. And? 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 If you're not Raquel, I don't want to hear from anyone. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Or Rachel, sorry. Go back. Go back to where you came from. Go back Send Rachel. you came. Yeah. Um, wait. Amanda Bynes has a podcast now. Um, Diva Up. Amanda <laughs> Bynes is back. She's... We have fierce competition in the podcast world. Just when you think you're getting ahead, the fucking biz changes and Amanda Bynes comes out the gates. I know. With a gay, I, with a, a gay that looks like Jesus. Podcast with a gay. Um, I would say like in 2023, if you have the intention to start a podcast, don't do it. Please but don't. if you're Amanda Bynes, that doesn't apply to you. So Amanda Bynes is now doing a podcast called Amanda Bynes and Paul Siminski, the podcast. And it's her and her friend, Paul, who's this queer, who literally looks like Jesus and has like eye eyeshadow on and mm-hmm. some purple in his hair. And they're doing a podcast now where they just talk to guests that they find interesting. And their first guest was with a tattoo artist named Dakota. What was her name? Unclear. I listened to like probably 35 minutes of the podcast me too i listened to all of it you listened to all of it i listened to the whole damn thing amanda vine said i'm gonna disrupt the way that this is done usually first things first with the name amanda vine you may think you may think that when you name a podcast you want to have like a kooky name or something creative no we're gonna go with my name the co-host name the po- and then the podcast which i kind of think is punk definitely and that that's something i've never seen so like that's never. You're, you're already out the gates like ahead of the game disrupting disrupting and she basically doesn't really speak during the interview she asks like a few things it's more paul is really the paul is like the real talker i'm i'm kind of like shut up paul but yeah he's, he seems and they to also, be talking they also like don't they don't there's no introductory banter like for a first episode one would suspect that you're like how do we know hey, each other I'm Amanda, yeah yeah i'm amanda Bynes. this is my friend we met this way like i know you haven't heard from me in a while like i have been through a lot i'm gonna talk about it but i also want to talk to like some like just anything to kind of set the scene and get the listener engaged and ready to go on this journey with you no mm-mm She's also a podcast will be done every two weeks, according to her. Like the next one, we we should expect in two weeks, which I'm like, well, they're gonna record it in two weeks, but we don't know when. Oh, to true, expect true. It. Okay, I thought she was. I forgot. <laughs> but you know what? I'm like, she went through another stint at like a rehabilitation center earlier this year. She's seems somewhat balanced for her. So I'm I'm just happy that she's like and she's interviewing like I I don't this person I was like is she like a very well-known artist like she's I think she's just some random person they met and we're like hey she's, she's a random person that Amanda and her ex-fiance saw working at Spirit Halloween 
and Amanda and her struck up a friendship, and then she ended up being the first. Wait, is that real? Yes, I missed that said. part. You missed it. That I thought I you were like, you, when you texted the group. When you texted the group that I was like, I thought I was like, ah, oh, Lars making a funny joke. No, I was oh. serious. And th- when I was listening, I was like, Carrie's gonna love this because she met her spirit. She literally, literally, this girl was working at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> In the valley, in North Hollywood, a spirit Halloween in North Hollywood, Amanda and her then fiance walked in and they saw this girl and Amanda says, I was working on a fragrance and I saw this girl and I said, she's so beautiful. I think she's a model and asked her, like, do you want a model for my fragrance? And then they became friends. And then now this woman's on the podcast. But I, too, was like, who is this lady? Like, the way that they get into the podcast is literally like. Hey, I'm Amanda Bynes, and this is my friend Paul. And today with us is Dakota. Um, now we're going to get into some questions for Dakota. Hey, Dakota, please say your name and what you do. And that was just the beginning of the podcast. And she's like, she says she's from Vancouver originally, and they and they're just like <laughs> Paul. They're like, wow, that's amazing. And they're like, um, do you feel like you're far from home because you're from Canada? And she's like. Well, I guess not like physically that far because we're on the same coast. But like, yeah, sometimes I do. Groundbreaking. It is. It's giving a little like Lindsay being like asking Ali, Aliana Lohan, like, what do you like to do on a plane? What did she say? What do you read yeah, on a plane? Yeah, she was like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely curious to see where this goes. She's just getting her sea legs. She's just like she's figuring it out. It's it's a it's a as we go process. Potting is very trial by error. So she's like, she has, you know, she's just kind of navigating it. I think moment by moment, she's like, we'll figure out the vibe. This is like a test run. It did feel like a very um, when I go to like IPIC and they interview like an artist before the movie starts. It did feel like she was mm-hmm. like that. She's like, yeah, I'm yeah. a tattoo artist. She's been tattooing for three for three years. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm like, I, I. Amanda even goes like, she goes to Paul. She go, he goes. I really want to get a tattoo, and Amanda's like, you, you want to get a tattoo? And he's like, yeah. And I'm just like, how do you? I believe that she like doesn't even know these people, which is radical. I just think she, I like truly. We, I know we both like want, like, I think everyone from our generation like wants the best for her because she's so, she was so special, you know? And I, I think she's been through something that we don't even, she's been through hell. She's been through fucking hell. And like, Mm -hmm. she's very honest that she's like, I'm bipolar. I've had an addiction to drug, you know what I mean? So like, she's very honest about it. And I, I know we're like, we know, but we can tell. We, It's pretty obvious. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm, I really want the best for her. And I don't mean, I don't say that like just blanketed. Like I really do. So I'm like, anything she does, I'm like, yes. But I'm, I just worry that every time she comes a little back into the limelight, that something's going to happen. Because then she took to her TikTok and was talking about the lighting that paparazzos use when they take photos of her recently. And she's like talking about her skin and like how she has scars and that she doesn't look good. And it always comes back to like when she starts talking about like 
everything she doesn't like about herself like in that very kind of almost like shallow way it that makes me nervous because that's like how she was talking before you know what i mean like she's always like i don't know yeah i mean i think what i here's what i love like about her podcast is that she's just seems to be independently producing it yeah that's great i think that's really cool i think that normally when we see like a celebrity or like a known public figure with a podcast it has a very produced feel or there's like a deal behind it where they're just essentially like getting paid to show up and like blab and then exit the studio yeah and i don't have a lot of respect for that these days right um so I, I respect that it seems like she and Paul are just, like, DIYing this project. And I do think that it can only go up from when you when your first guest is just a rando that you met at Spirit Halloween. It's only up from there. So that bodes well. What I also think is that this is a person who has had the types of breaks mentally and the types of insane asylum stints that they will never will never be who they were no 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 and that i think very melancholy yeah and i think i mean i love freedom for people and like i love mess and I think that if you're going to give people who are messy the kind of freedom where they can and a platform where they can do whatever and say whatever, you're not going to feel comfortable with it most of the time. Most of the time, if a person is like on a different mental playing field, they're going to be saying stuff on TikTok that you're like, Chica. (laughs) Yeah. So... I mean, it I, is what I, it is, but I hope that she continues and it would be, like, very radical if this evolves and becomes something. And I think she could be the first, she could be the first, like, genuinely crazy person that pulled off, like, a podcast. And that would be cool. Yeah, I, I want her to, like, reach, I want her to soar. I think she's very much just, like, it's just them. <laughs> It's just Amanda and Paul, the podcast. And she has, I mean, her look right now, too, just like uh, coming out the gates with a blue eyebrow and a dog, the bounty hunter, bleached hair is that is also radical. So she's like re she's paving like a new way for something we haven't seen. There is there's no, no one like there's no one like her like this out there. And I support that. There was no one like her before when she was like working and like in the public, you know what I mean? And there's no one like her now. She's mm-hmm. she's a real star. She's singular. She's a real star. And I I I would love the Amanda Heyday of like she was so funny. Doll, you're, that's gone. No, I know. She was really funny. And like I know that's not going to happen again, so I will take what I can get and I support her. I ride for her and I ride for Paul <laughs> and I I will be tuning in in three or four weeks. Yeah. And she go, she was she stacked some views. I mean, that first video one on YouTube got like had like 17,000 views. So she's out the gates with like a pretty solid audience. 
And, you know, maybe it's time for her to monetize and she's just going to do things like really differently. And this is like good ultimately for people who have had absolute 100 percent psychotic breaks. Like this is paving a new way for them to like get into the mix. I would rather watch Amanda and Paul than like Dax Shepard. Yeah. In a thousand lifetimes. (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you have to really read into like the subtext of what's going on Mm -hmm. it it requires you to pay extreme vigilant attention to every word and sentence that's being said yeah i love that you want to get a tattoo do you have tattoos yes yeah she's like whoa you should get okay it's like an incredibly mundane conversation yeah that is somehow also groundbreaking and radical you know what else is groundbreaking dakota Mm. johnson getting announcing to vogue that she gets fourteen thousand or fourteen thousand fourteen hours she said she gets 14 hours of sleep a night and that sleep is her her main priority in life is to sleep and if she gets anything less than 10 she's it's she's off her game i mean i'm that's fuck talk about radical radical honesty that is radical Radical, just like, hello. I like spending over half the day asleep. Sorry, she told the Wall Street Journal this. She said, I don't have a regular wake-up time. It depends on what's happening in my life. If I'm not working, if I have a day off on a Monday, then I will sleep as long as I can. Sleep is my number one priority in life. I can, I'm not functional if I get less than 10 hours of sleep. I can easily go 14 hours. I meditate Same. every day, twice a day. I do Love transcendental that. meditation. I've been really into breath work recently. And she, it's helps her with her anxiety. She has anxiety, which is also mm-hmm. groundbreaking. I will get in a bathtub at any moment, any time of the day. If in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, God, what is this world? I'll get in the bathtub. I find water really grounding. This I mean, all sounds really great to me. Sounds sounds amazing. I like there was any a time of day. Feral... Yeah. There was a really funny Will Ferrell interview like years ago where someone asked him what his New Year's resolution was. And he said to get 14 hours of sleep per night (laughs) to like really prioritize sleep and get at least 14 hours a night. And I thought about that recently because I I too am trying to like prioritize my sleep, but it is like really hard to do. And I, I envy being able to get 10 hours. Yeah, I think maybe talk about heads up. I think the heads up and fam- with the famous with famous people is that to sleep fourteen hours a night. It is. It's giving my year of rest and relaxation. Yeah, it's giving. Are you depressed? She could. She would be great in that movie. Darling, are you depressed? Da- You're I would spending go to over half the day asleep. Usually, mm-hmm. when I spend over half the day sleeping. I'm nine out of ten times I'm depressed. Do you think Dakota Johnson has depression? Or do you think I I don't know. I could see her maybe getting depressed every once in a while. I mean she clearly gets affected by what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Time for a bath. Anxious. Madam Webb. It's a, the Madam Webb star. Madam Webb. Yeah, I would be really anxious too if I was in Madam Webb and just saw that trailer come out. I'm I'd going like, I need to take to the bath. I don't like superhero movies, but I'm going opening night to that. 
You're going to support it. Yes. I think the gays are going to really turn out for Madam Web. Yes. <laughs> I think Dakota is just like, she's a fascinating, like Amanda, she's just singular. Yeah. Fascinating I love to every, me. I love her. I love everything she does. She would have a great podcast. She's so above podcasting. I know. Like, and I appreciate that she would probably never and will never have a podcast. And that's like a true celebrity to me. She's a true, true celeb. A-list celebrity means that you never have a podcast. Yep. I like the idea that's of her just being like a real A-lister. Like at just out shopping or something and just being like time for a bath. And then going like into the storage closet at the store and finding like an empty cleaning, you know, like a trash bin that's a mop clean. Bucket. Yeah, a mop bucket and sitting in it. <laughs> and just going like Corky, uh what's this Corky St. Clair from Waiting for Guffman. Just I like just like furiously driving home on the PCH in Malibu. Mm. Run not even bothering to lock the car door, close the garage, just running, running, running to the bath. Chris supports it. He's like, All right, honey. I mean, that's true, like actor like a-list actor lifestyle is like you work for three to four months out of the year maybe like six or seven but then the rest of the time you just sleep and you take baths and you just like deal with life (laughs) by just resting and that would be such a fun way to live i'm jealous quite frankly and then you also get to be bff with gwyneth i know an apple that you're really she her life is like i envy it i'm also interested in dakota's best friendship with jeremy allen white's ex addison tillman timlin mm-hmm. i want to know the godmother to mm-hmm. their daughter that intrigues me very intriguing she's one of the last like true a-listers we have left because she doesn't even really go on social media or anything i also think i would say kirsten dunce is also one of the last a-list True. She's in a new... Talk about heads up. She's in a new... The Next year is the year of like... Next year is about... We're about to enter the year of hysteria. And I'm just warning everyone. The hysteria is going to be at an all-time high. And it's only going to ramp up and up and up and up leading up to November. And it's really up to us all to ensure that we don't end up in the insane asylum because everyone is going to be trying to send us there and a movie that will undoubtedly rattle if you rustle a few feathers is it will undoubtedly lead us ruffle, to the bath sorry. yeah we will be in a place of bath next year after watching alex mm-hmm. garland's civil war starring kiki dunst i had chills through the whole trailer and like i will be there opening night but at the same time i was like is this a comedy because like the Nick Offerman, it's so like serious that it almost was lol to me. I think I've read that it's satirical. It seemed kind of satire vibes, but and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it's but, so... but he's but he's proven to be a dramatic, you know, Last of Us. No, he's a powerhouse. Yeah, he's a powerhouse. Devs, he was really sinister. Alex Garland's other movie. I know. He is actually a really good... He's a really good actor. I just was, like, getting, like, are we supposed to be, like, laughing at this? And then it got into a place of seriousness. Screams and helicopters and, like, Uh, DC exploding. It's really en masse. It's right on brand. Florida or California. O'Donnell en masse. Yeah. 
California and Texas have succeeded, seceded from informed an alliance, which makes me think my theory is that because they're the two biggest like state economies in the country, Mm -hmm. they, the president was getting a little too comfortable being president and they had no choice but to align because he's on his, and, and you hear in the trailer, it's, he's on his third term, which is like not legal he's cooed he's cooed so i think it's like a serious situation it starts out lol but then gets really serious as most things do Mm -hmm. but i'm excited yeah i can't wait i'm not excited for like the discourse around it and i'm not excited for like the hysteria that will no doubt precede it and follow it but i'll be participating in my own cute way yes and certainly will be covering every second of all the hysteria that goes down. There's another another civil war against fuckboys right now. You 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 illuminated illuminated this to me. Yeah, so I saw via a website I've never heard of called like glam.com. <laughs> Glamazon. Glam.com has announced that lowercase boys are the boys to be keeping an eye out for on social or on dating apps. And explain what a lowercase boy is. A lowercase boy is a boy who uses no um, punctuation and just only types in lowercase letters, which to me feels very like 20s and like Gen Z coded. And it creates, I guess, a false sense of intimacy. Yeah, it feels very this. It feels very Olivia Rodrigo song title on on Spotify. I think it's very much like. Gen Z. Gen Z, watch out for these. Watch out for these guys. They're they're using lowercase in their texts. <laughs> and <laughs> that is so sinister. It is true. There's something like inherently almost like feminine about like just that's you know what I mean? Um and it it creates like a to me it on paper it denotes sensitivity, I think. In a way. It gives off the vibe of like, oh, this person's introspective and like kind of like meek and like very um wearing sleeves over their hands and like kind of um big sweaters that's what it to me that's what all lowercase denotes so i i see that as like this false like yeah i'm your friend i'm like your friend yeah to me it denotes also that they it's like fucking i don't care about punctuation like i'm not like other guys like not like other guys i don't i don't read like that kind of thing yeah just like i'm silly it's silliness and i don't guys i don't care about guys because we all know guys really care about punctuation (laughs) but i like i care about punctuation a lot and like i appreciate a well thought out like text then if i see a lowercase anyone if i see anyone being lowercase to me I'm immediately like, what are they trying to, they're trying to spin some, they're trying to go Madam Web and <laughs> suck me in. And I don't, I they're don't succubus. trust it like outright. Yeah. They're succubus vibes. So just like watch out for these boys. But I also feel like if a 40 year old or above is being lowercase, I'm like, you're simply uneducated. Oh, that that's like, that's like, you're trying to. Are you so? Are you really that busy? That feels like I'm so busy. I just have to be lowercase. Yeah, it's a manipulation. At the end of the day, anyone that's I'm in so all, a place of all lowercase, 
anyone it actually should be immediately suspect. It actually takes more effort to create all lowercase. Yeah, because autocorrect wants you to just punctuate one goddamn thing every once in a while. <laughs> so you have to like be changing everything. Oh my God. But I'm like, whatever you're doing when you're in a place of total lowercase, even like if I type LOL and it goes into like, like if things give mine get autocorrected into lowercase, I feel like I'm not being represented or I'm like manipulating or something is wrong with me. Mm, just I like, think see that. beware. If you see something, think something. You don't need to necessarily say something, but you just need to really think about, like, why is this person presenting as a lowercase, lowercase Lenny to me? It's giving toxic mas- toxic masculinity. It's also giving, like, a little school shooter. It's giving teenage. It's giving uneducated COVID teenagers who got taken out of school and never learned math. So think about that. Wow. I think school shooters fuck with punctuation. Maybe, I guess I'm generalizing. I think school shooters are like because they're like all about the manifesto. They're really and annoying. I feel like yeah. if you're writing but like manifestos, Zo- but like Zodiac wrote in all lowercase and like some mm. psycho serial killer men, right? Okay. So there's lowercase is also like psychotic, <laughs> psychopath. It's a it's a thing to be aware of when it's happening. You just need to note it and understand that it's indicating something. Yeah. And then through further, it might take a while to figure out where they're going with this lowercase. Yeah. Let's get it of theirs. Let's get like a digital handwriting analyst analysis to analyst. Sorry, my brain. I have COVID <laughs> brain. An analyst to weigh in. What does this denote to you? What does this mean to you? Any any yeah. listeners who are like experts in that or know someone, like let us know. Because the lowercase, they're texting lowercase. No, I know, which but is I'm like saying an aesthetic choice. Yeah, it's like aesthetic. It's. Oof. I just think Bone do chilling. something else with your time. Yeah. This week on Two Niche, while some people are decking the halls, we are simply hauling and investigating one of the top holiday gifting trends for 2023: luxury advent calendars. Are they just a branding-driven grift destined for Trash Island, or a plethora of treats to delight you for the month of December? We shall discuss. We're also hauling Sheena and Lala's new holiday single, Christmas Slay, to let you know if it's niche or sheesh. So tune in to Two Niche, new episodes every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities. Blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, me undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. 
But we're not here to talk about lowercase. No. Even though we've spent a tight 38 talking about anything but the thing that we are actually here to talk hey, about. Hey, there, there was a lot to unpack. There was a lot. Um, We're here to talk about the, ladies. the true divas. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy, Unique. Unique Podcast. podcast. Salty, Salty Utah. Utah Queens. Divas. Start off in the second morning they're there, I think. It's day two of the Bermuda trip of a lifetime. They wake up. It, I mean, it genuinely looks unbelievable. Like, the views are spectacular. Everyone has an incredible view from their room. Everyone except Meredith. Old Meredith, who's, like, <laughs> in the maid's quarters. <laughs> She's got, like, branches scraping at her window. She's just in bed. She sleeps 14 hours a night. Oh, I'll bet she does. She's like, can't function unless she has 16 hours of sleep a night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. What a life. Um, so everyone's like a little hungover slash shaken from the, you know, the Whitney Heather drama. But Heather doesn't have time to think about that because she's decorating for Monica's birthday. She loves Heather is the grand ma- she is the master of morning birthday celebrations which I relate mm-hmm. to cuz my mom my mom was Yeah that was definitely a thing as a kid where you like walked into like if it was your birthday you'd walk into like the little kitchen table area and there would be like letters up of your name and balloons and Waffles. presents on the table yeah and it would be like your morning to just like do you and have a little birthday breakfast and you'd look at your siblings and go <laughs> mm-hmm. and be like glad you're getting some waffles on my behalf this morning mm-hmm. what gift did you get me yeah monica's turning 39 and she's really excited because that day she's going to see her family that she hasn't seen in 30 years mm-hmm. but before that happens Meredith walks outside with brows to the gods. Brows to the gods. Meredith put on a strong brow that morning. She said, you know what? I almost died yesterday. I'm going to live <laughs> life to its fullest, and I'm going to brow. Whitney gives a gift before the before all the chaos of your birthday. I'm going to give you a gift. And she takes Monica in, and Monica's so touched. And then it's just a shirt that says, Salty AF. I was like, okay. I thought it was going to be like, a gift yeah that's that's trash I was that's like, literal garbage did you find this in the gift shop at the salt lake city airport probably this is like a producer was like hey will you give monica a gift and Whitney's like what and they go look here just give her this okay just please go film a scene where you give her this monica goes and he goes okay wow this is so amazing thank you <laughs> heather is blowing up balloons with a pump and she <laughs> it looks like a Good old-fashioned penis pump. (laughs) And she and Meredith are talking, and Meredith's like, how could you ever get over being told to shut the fuck up? And Meredith's like, you know, it's just crazy that that happened, because I really don't believe in speaking to anyone that way. Like, I really do think that it's wrong. And it comes back to, like, Meredith 
like dropping f-bombs left and right and then Whitney comes out and here's heather talking shit about her Whitney comes out she's in her self tanner her tanner is crazy everyone's in a place of like an one avant-garde thing so like Whitney decided to go dark with the spray tan and meredith decided to go dark with the brows she goes i don't believe in swearing and then they cut i love her when they cut her, fuck off yeah and whitney comes out and she goes good morning and they go did and they you go, did and you angie goes name? did you hear your name yes i did she apologizes she apologizes to heather, to yeah. heather. And she goes, I am so sorry, and I don't mean to talk to you that way. And Heather goes, don't ever do that again. I was just like, I don't like Heather. When you give Heather an ounce of power, she abuses it. She goes full dictatress. 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 She goes Nick Offerman Civil War vibes. Mm. She's in a third term (laughs) and must be shut down. She's She's gotten too big for her britches. I don't like it one bit. It's pretty crazy that FDR had four terms. He needed them. Yeah, he was he was good. He got off his ass. He got off his... Well, yeah, he got off his ass. He got off his ass and fucking worked. Yeah. With him, everyone was like, eh, yeah, you're good. Wasn't he in a, was he in a wheelchair? That's yeah, Teddy. Yeah, he had... No, he was. Yeah. He was... He had... Um, did he have polio when he was a kid or something? And that's... No, Teddy Roosevelt didn't have... He was not... Who is the one in a wheelchair? FDR was. He could walk, but it was very hard for him. So he was mostly in like a wheelchair. That's incredible because yeah. he didn't even have to get off his ass and work. He literally I mean, he did... never got off his ass, but he worked like he was off his ass. Mm-hmm. And that is a true, a true winner. He did some very bad things, but he did a lot of good things too. That's everyone. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did intern Americans, <laughs> but... That was not good, but the but that was a people were like four terms for him. They were like, "Hey, there's a Great Depression. Can you solve it?" And he said, "Sure." Yeah. So Whitney or Heather's in her FDR moment, and they have quiche, which looked really good, and potato. I I wanted that breakfast. And Lisa just goes, yeah, "I love Bermuda. Bermuda. I love it here. I love Bermuda." Monica sits Happy down. Happy birthday. Just, mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Monica sits down and she goes, I just wanted to think. Every-. Lisa's also wearing like a little clown party hat. Everyone else is wearing like tiaras and she's wearing one like on the side of her head looking like Pagliacci. And Monica goes, She's always doing things a little differently. No one's ever done anything like this for me before, at least in the last year. Monica says she's never had a nice birthday breakfast and that she clings to moments like these. And I just realized, like, Monica is, she does have no friends. Yeah. She acts like a person who has no friends. She's an only child. She Mm -hmm. acts like an only child. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, everything now makes perfect sense as, like, to why she acts the way she acts. And I was like, it's all very clear. And now I'm like on board with her i'm like me too okay understand like why she is a terrorist and i encourage her to not heal it but just continue to be a terrorist i know i did i had to switch this episode with her a little she's really grown on me 
I think I have a lot of empathy for her. I want nothing to do with her personally. I think that she no. scares the living daylights out of me. But I say, go with God. You will always be probably alone. You are unsocialized and <laughs> you are a bit of a whore, but I don't begrudge you for it. I appreciate it and I get it. And keep on doing keep on keep keeping. on doing you. Keep on keeping on Chica. It's it's kind of giving when Daniel Stop was like, No one's ever given me a birthday party before. Yeah, when you when someone says that, you understand exactly why. Like it makes perfect sense that like no one is given Danielle Staub like a big old beautiful birthday. You're like, yeah, you don't fucking say. Kim G gives her a birthday. That was incredible. Um so Monica's going to see her family that she hasn't seen in thirty years, her cousins. Her grandmother was born in Bermuda. Her great parent grandparents helped like build the community back in the day so she's like has cousins that are still here and she hasn't seen them since she was a a wee girl and she goes but other than that we're gonna go jet skiing and we're gonna do a pirates of the caribbean theme later and lisa goes i won't be dressing up she's okay you know i don't like to get dressed up so my contribution is hoop earrings (laughs) i was like that's enough yeah monica then invites lisa to come with her to meet her family which i was like interesting yeah, I love taking Lisa by surprise in a situation like that because that was truly, I think, the last thing that Lisa was expecting and the last thing I was expecting Monica to ask her. And I love Lisa going, of course, thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of like, what the, f- the fuck? Yeah, I was like, literally, you have screamed at me for being upset that my $60,000 ring went missing. You called me like a dirty dog bitch, and now you're asking me to like come see your family, who uh, apparently 30 of them live in a house together. Five of them. Oh, I thought she said 30. I was like, <laughs> Might as well why be. do she? I know, I would literally was like, why are, do 30 of her family members live in a house? I was like, Bravo's going to go film her 30 family me- I'm completely misheard. I was like, this is kind of crazy. Bravo's going to go film 30 of her family members living in a house together. Yeah, Lisa was like, oh, cool. Mm." And she, I would love that. That was such a power move on Monica's part. Mm -hmm. She goes, I really want you to see me and get me more because I feel like we're on a really good... And she goes, and because of that, I trust you to tell you that Meredith told me that Angie's in the Greek mafia. (laughs) The Instagram account that reached out to them has 16 followers. It's like Brooks, <laughs> Chloe, her other hot son. He's hot. I'm like, this, you should be really sus. If someone has 16 followers on their account, I'm like, you're up to no good. Mm-hmm. If you have less than 100 followers, you're pretty much up to no good. I I know that well, because one time I got, I was getting trolled by this one account, and it had like nine followers, and it was following like... And I, I had a feeling I knew who it was. Mm-hmm. And I scrolled down the following list, and the first person they followed was one of my enemies. And I said, gotcha, bitch. And I blocked him. Yeah. I knew it's who it was. Very clear. When you, chances are, when someone's coming for you, you probably have an exact idea of who it is. Yeah. When it's an Instagram account with 16 followers. Follow your heart. It's definitely allegedly 
most likely your number one enemy. Mm-hmm. So she's a le- she's sort of inferring like this. Lisa's like, wow, it reminds me of when I was being. There were Instagrams about me and the FCC and my bankruptcy with Vita. Yeah, and apparently Monica says like the Instagram account provided all these documents that said that she owes 170k to the IRS. And I was like, who doesn't? Yeah. In this day and age, she's still rich. It's child's play. Yeah, it's fine. But basically they're like Meredith is seems like Meredith is behind this. Mhm. This reeks of Ms. Marks. This reeks of a Marks take. This <laughs> reeks of Sweeney Marks. <laughs> Oh, going to, going to print out the documents, send it to the IRS. Everyone gathers in the sprinter van to go jet skiing. And I love jet skiing. I know, me too. I really was like, how do I get to Bermuda? You should jet ski to Bermuda from. <laughs> I'm ready to take off from like <laughs> North Carolina. No, I'm going to take off from Long Beach. <laughs> I'm going to take off from Manhattan Beach. I'm going to go through like the Suez Canal. The Panama Canal. The Panama Canal. The Suez Canal. Canal is in Egypt. <laughs> well, I'm going to get there eventually. I'm going to mm. first go through the Panama Canal, make my way over to Bermuda, and yeah. then spend some time there, and then get back on the old jet ski and get on up to Africa. Lest we forget, L- Countess Luann's in-laws were behind the Suez Canal. I know. Um, um so on the bus so Monica yeah. and Heather get into like a little tense moment because Monica Heather's like god this reminds me of like my daughter who's like having the best time and like living it up in Santa Barbara and Monica goes how is she is she had sex yet and then Heather's like which is like a weird question and I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge anyone for being like I'm not going to talk about my daughter's sex life on a national TV show. And so Heather's like, that makes me like really uncomfortable that you would ask that. Like, I'm never going to, I'm not going to answer that question. I would never disrespect her like that. And it was like, okay, you went from literally being like, I hope my daughter is a filthy whore in college to then being like, I would never disrespect anyone like that. Yeah. I was very thrown off by that. Cause I'm like, literally in the last few seasons, you were like, tell me have you've had, if you've been fucking, like, basically, like, sitting her daughters down and being like, tell me about it. Yeah, and she also has been like, I love dick. I want to, like, fucking suck my way through Salt Lake City. Like, I'm single, and I, like, love to date and, like, love yeah. to get plowed. It was so w- I'm like, what's up with this bad Mormon? She also goes, Heather goes, yellow is my daughter's favorite color. And Lisa goes, that's my favorite color, too. <laughs> <laughs> so things get We learned so much about Lisa. Lisa is an empath. Things get really tense, though, and so they have to blow off some steam by creating vapor. In the jet skis? On the high seas. <laughs> Whitney is driving they Angie. Ski, they jet ski to a shipwreck where they feed fish huge slices of Wonder Bread, and I was like, this is heaven. Mm-hmm. Lisa, Lisa goes, oh, look at them. Look at them. It's a frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Angie riding behind whitney like holding on to whitney clutching her tits whitney looks so powerful on a jet ski it's where she's meant to be she like comes into her own some people really do like find themselves on a jet ski Mm -hmm. i think you're one of those people i've i have found myself on one before in key Mm -hmm. west 
Oh yeah. I was really I feel like hungover. you reach your full potential on a jet ski. You're mm-hmm. the most powerful you've ever been with a big jet ski between those legs. Yeah, I feel like it's just like sort of a like I'm in control of my destiny when I'm on a jet ski. You're, you go fucking Poseidon mode when you're on a jet ski. I do. The last time I was on one, I was devastatingly hungover in Key West. It cured me. The ocean will cure a hangover. You just have to go get slapped around by some waves and get a little chilly and get some salt on your skin. Mm -hmm. You'll feel instantly better. Who says that the the fish are eating more than the women have their entire lives? Monica. (laughs) I do love to feed fish. I love feeding carp. I love feeding any animal. Carp literally... I fed them in Lake Mead in Nevada near Vegas. They literally wrap their horrific lips around you when you feed them popcorn and they go sick they're eating fish sandwiches which are like a staple of oh well first monica they're all on the bus driving back and things are going okay kind of well they're about to they're about to drive they're just gathering back on the bus and then lisa goes do you want a honey stick and i was like wait is she offering people like She's offering people just like honey sticks now, which I was like, I've never heard of this as like a snack that you would offer someone, but I'm obsessed with that as a snack, as a bee lover and like a honey truther where it's like everyone should be having a little bit of honey every day. It's like very good for you if it's like a local organic honey. And Lisa knows this and she has this blue honey, which I was like, okay, I need to know like everything about these honey sticks. She goes, they're so good for you. They really help with allergies. Do you want one? Do you want one? She's passing out her honey sticks. And Monica gets a text and immediately runs off the van, runs away crying. Well, also the honey stick kind of made me think like it's good for when you're about to crash because you haven't eaten anything. You got to get a little pick me up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Monica runs away and you hear Lisa go, oh, oh no. What happened? What happened? (laughs) She goes, Mon, Mon, Monica, Monica, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? So now she she sounded like my niece or nephew. <laughs> what happened? What is that Christopher Guest movie where they're like, what happened? There's a Christopher Guest movie where someone's like, what happened? For your consideration? I don't know, but it, it's in one of them. But Lisa runs after Monica and she goes, Monica, Monica, what's wrong? And Monica goes, my mom just made my family not meet me. And she goes, why? Why? Oh, my God. Why? She's like, thank God. I don't have to go. I mean, why? Oh, God. I was dreading this so much, having to meet people I don't want to talk to. That's literally, that's, she was so. I don't, like, I would not. I'm sorry. I don't want to meet Monica's family. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna invite like one person, you might as well just invite everyone to go with you, because it's like I like so awkward. Well, I liked like in 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 Roan J when they went to Italy and they all met Teresa's family and like everyone like had wine with them and like ate lots of pasta and they all went. Yeah, but I'm like none of we don't know this person. Right, it's true. Like I just am really weirded out by like a newbie coming into the fold and then i don't you know what this is my oldest child where i'm like what have you done 
in this like meritocracy to deserve to be new and have a huge birthday trip where everyone bows down to you and then we are supposed to like go meet your family like no thank you that's how i feel and yeah. i'm like i don't want to do unpack it that. but if she asked me i'd be like oh my god of course thank you for thinking of me and then i would be like what happened whenever what happened? her mom is so Monica. evil her mom is pure evil so she, she basically has literally like she has like viscous ink blood <laughs> running through her veins so she basically called the family and was like monica's being horrible to me like don't and they like don't meet sh- my bitch daughter they've and they shunned like, okay. her which is so it's like well now i'm never gonna fucking talk to any of you ever again peace because ld didn't apparently just like ghosted monica on a therapy appointment like straight up just like didn't show up to therapy which i was like queen shit and then she um said like i want to come to bermuda which i'm obsessed with imagine ld on this trip i would be so happy but of course monica was like you cannot come on this like cast trip for real housewives of salt lake city and then ld was like well We'll see if our family wants to meet you now, you ungrateful slut. And so she's, she called. <laughs> she's truly. She's awful. Cast her full time. I know. She could have stayed with the family. She could have stayed in the house. <sighs> I would love nothing more than to see LD just like wreaking havoc on these women. This is how unsafe she makes me feel. I wouldn't feel safe sleeping in the same house as her. Like I would. Oh, I absolutely would, not. I would keep a chair in front of the door. I would like keep. Like, I would be really scared that she would come in and, like, smother me. I'd have mace on a keychain next to the bed. Mm. I'd prop a chair up against the Mm. door. I would, like, maybe try and even leave my phone on, like, filming the door. (laughs) (laughs) So you can can, can roll back the tapes the next day, paranormal activity Mm. style, and you just see her standing. And see LD's, like, black eyes just, like, entering. She is true hereditary she is what if she could just be there too like she could be anywhere what if the whole time she's in the house making these calls from the house stealing their food parasite style living like in the wall this is i need her to this is she's so sinister she's one of the most sinister people i've ever seen on television me too and i crave more of her like, I want everything, the series finale or, like, the season finale needs to lead up to, like, her and Monica having a fight to the death. It, maybe it'll happen one of these days. Um, So she gets, Lisa corrals her back on the bus and all the women comfort her. And then they go to the beach for lunch and I really wanted these Bermudan fish sandwiches. They look really good. On the, they, when they get back in the van, Monica's still, like upset and everyone goes what's wrong monica what is wrong the wild rose is like what's wrong and then lisa goes can i say it monica she was so <laughs> she excited tells everyone she goes and monica's talking you just hear lisa in the background going monica monica i am so sorry monica <laughs> she's such middle child and it's so good when they start eating their sandwiches on the beach you just hear meredith off screen goes say lovey (laughs) (laughs) monica says also she feels unwanted and i was like damn like this is where 
all of her behavioral yeah. problems stem from. I get it. I get her. I totally get it. Yeah. And I think she, and I do think that she's like trying to be, to break the cycle. She is trying, but I feel like I mean, trying to do that yeah. on one's own without the prying cameras of a TV show is going to be far more effective than trying to do it on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. No, it's fraught and she's a narcissist, but I do think she's for her kids sake. She is trying. Like, I do believe that she loves her children so much and like wants them to be a unit, as she explains mm-hmm. later. I love Wheatney touches Monica's shoulder and she goes, Monica, I want you here. Oh, she goes, you are salty AF girl. Chica. Chica, you are so salty. So briny. You're a briny. You're like the ocean. You're a briny wench. You You're like drinking a cup of seawater. You are like a barnacle. A barnacle floating on the shores. Attached to the docks. Some people want it gone, but others accept it, and I accept it, and I want you here. <laughs> you are like a bushel of seaweed. Kelp. Salty and cooked right, you can make a great broth out of it. But cooked wrong, you litter the beach. But either way, you it is natural. You are I a want na- you here. You are a natural <laughs> element here. Please stay. Please don't go. Don't walk into the ocean. When they get to their beach picnic before like the sandwiches are unveiled, you hear Meredith and she goes, Heather, are these the sandwiches you speak of? <laughs> she's so she, gone. She's on like lore tab. <laughs> Lisa takes a bite and she goes, "Ah, I'm kind of obsessed that we have these sandwiches. (laughs) And then Lisa goes, let's play a game. Let's play fuck, marry, kill with everyone's husbands. And they all name their people. And then, and wait, wait, Monica's crown though is hanging off her head. And she's like, they're like, your crown's hanging on by a thread. And Monica goes, that's appropriate for my life right now. And Meredith goes, ha, 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 ha. She loved that joke. She was tickled. So, yeah, and then Lisa's like, let's play fuck, Mary kill with all of our husbands and exes. Did she say that? Yeah, and then when it gets to her, she goes, I'm not going to say anyone but John Barlow. And they go, well, it's like, bitch, you fucking suggested this game. And she goes, someone goes, okay, say it's celebrity. And she goes, Idris Elba. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I, I'm with you there. Hundo. But she had that ready. She goes, I would fuck John Barlow. Like, you can't fuck him. You have to, like, fuck someone else's husband. She goes, I love John. I love fucking John. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. She went full baby girl Lisa in that moment. I was like, I'm obsessed with her just fucking the shit out of John Barlow. Um... You know what was also shocking is how many people were like, we want to marry Justin. I know. I was like, guys, he cheated on his first wife. Like, he's not, this is not a, like a, he's not like a stand-up guy. What do they see that we don't see? Maybe he's like really sexy in person. He's just like a really great guy. A lot of people wanted to fuck Sean. 
Yeah. And John Barlow. Mer- no, no one wanted to fuck Seth. Well, and I think that Meredith, I think that Heather was picking up on Meredith feeling like left out because no one wanted to fuck her husband. And pretty much exclusively, they were like, I would kill Seth. And so Heather was like, I would fuck him, marry him, and then kill him and take all the money just to give Meredith like throw her a bone. Yeah, like Seth is fucking annoying and creepy. I'm sad about my attraction to him. No, I mean, I was attracted to him in the beginning, but now I'm like, he darks me out. Yeah. His veneers. Sorry, Mango is really snoring. No, I don't hear him. It's not picking up on the Zoom, but maybe it's picking up on the oh, okay. your audio. Um, um, Lisa goes, let's go for a walk, Ange. My circulation is so shit right now. You're about to get a workout of a lifetime, girlfriend. They walk 10 feet away. <laughs> That's me working out. Um, You're about to get the workout of a life. She tells Angie what Meredith was saying, which I was like, oh, God, baby girl. <laughs> She's, Meredith was saying you're in the mafia, and Andrew's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just obsessed with these rumors. I'm also obsessed that like, they're like they're all about the documents. I know. Whenever someone's like documents were produced, and someone's like all about documents, I'm like you're unwell. You're like an addict or you're like having a mental break. It's off to the asylum for you. If anyone, the second anyone starts talking about documents, I'm like, what has happened to you? Yeah, no other cast loves documents more than these women. Real Housewives just in general love a document. Remember Lisa Rinna showing up with like manila folders of just like mystery documents? Yeah. So Angie's like half tickled by it but also like miffed lisa goes it's exactly what she was doing with me she loves to do this it's her tactic classic meredith always trying to take someone down they all go back to the house and heather calls her daughter ashley and they have a little combo boring boring and then it cuts to whitney and whitney rose is reading bad mormon on the beach i'm going to see what this is all about See you later, girls. I'm going to the beach. I love her. They set up the shot. I know. Specifically for her to be like I know. reading on the beach. So it was a powerful imagery. Monica calls Brie. Oh, poor Brie. I feel so bad for her. She said Brie came out of the womb as an old soul. I was like, damn, she never had a chance. Like, no. She's always going to be mummy. She came out as mummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm saying. I think Monica genuinely, she's like, I'm an only child. I didn't get to have, like, siblings. And I all I wanted was to have siblings. So I'm, I gave my daughters that gift of, like, there's, like, five of them. So, like, that is, I think, her trying. Well, she birthed a mother for her other three daughters. Yeah. And said, you're a family unit now. Do as I say. And also take care of me. Mm-hmm. I'm... TBD if this will end well. Bree seems like she's a good sister. To Monica. (laughs) Well, she's a good mother to Monica. And then she's caretaking the rest of the siblings, too. God, Volvo Um, Volvo is... is, Volvo is really dark-sided. So everyone dresses like a pirate except Barlow. And I kept thinking of Luann talking about the the pirate that looks like Johnny Depp. Doesn't he look like Johnny Depp? Doesn't he look exactly like Johnny Depp? Everyone's like, no. 
Wait, also, if I was on this trip with Angie K, I'd be like, Loki, though, are you in the mafia? How do you say your last name? Tell me. Can't remember. Katsaganis or something? Yeah. I like when Lisa refers to Sean as Sean Katsaganis. (laughs) She loves to say the full name. It's important so you know who to whom someone's referring. So everyone comes out fully decked like a, par- a pirate except Barlow, of course. Mm-hmm. And they get to the Monica's restaurant. Monica's dressed as a bearded lady. <laughs> I kind of like Monica going like drag. Yeah. It's an interesting juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. She kind of looked like she pulled it off. Like I was like. She's fully it looks like really good and natural. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, this this man. She's like <laughs> this beautiful man. It's very, it's very extremely non-binary. Mm-hmm. It's very like now. If the if pirates existed in 2023, this would be like the vibe of a pirate. Kind of non-binary vibe. Totally non-binary, like freewheeling, a uh, masculine person in a feminine outfit. Pirates are all sort of faggots. In the best way. Mm-hmm. Monica looks like most of the hosts and hostesses at restaurants on the east side that I've been to recently. Mm-hmm. And I respect her for that. Yeah. Monica asks, <laughs> at the dinner table, she asks everyone when they last had sex. <laughs> she says, I want to play a game. And Whitney is like, no more games for the love of God. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Everyone is like, so awkward. Everyone, about let's this. go around the table and say when you last had sex, and then everyone lies except Whitney. But I think like they go around to like three, at least three people, like Lisa Barlow, fully lying. Meredith lies. Angie um, lies. Angie, another lie. They're all like yesterday. They are all like oh before we left. Then Meredith's like, well, Seth left two days ago, but definitely before that. Right before. I was like, you all did not have sex with your significant others right before you left. Whitney goes, before the airport. I was like, I kind of, I like, I believe that. Yeah. She got her fuck on in the morning. Well, I think that Whitney wouldn't lie, but then everyone else was like, oh yeah, before. <laughs> and she goes, we I had sex like, before I, are... I came here. Lisa goes, before, before I left. It and is, and they're like, "What about you, Meredith?" And she goes, "Well, Seth left two to three days ago, but right before that, somewhere between <laughs> like you three to are ten days, lying." Like, what about you, Heather? And Heather goes, <laughs> "This was so weird." She was like, "This is not fair. You're all. I'm the only single person here." And Monica goes, "I'm literally getting a divorce right now. Like, what are you talking about?" And she goes. Would you say I'm you're more single? You're as single as I am. And she goes, "Yeah, I could go fuck someone right now, and it wouldn't be a big deal because I'm not married." That was so strange. Yeah, I don't get that line of thinking. Especially what's going on with this bad Mormon? No, especially because there have been like so many moments, and not bad, like just like Heather being fun and free and being like, "I'm gonna fuck this guy right now." Like, what's where did that? Like, I'm like she's suddenly pearl clutching at this. It was so strange. It was really strange. She goes, it's not fair. You all have privilege that I don't have. Because you all have... I'm like, you're more likely to have sex when you're single. Yeah. I was like, also, these ladies are fucking lying through their teeth. Yeah. Also, it doesn't matter if you haven't had sex in, like, a long time. Like, who gives a shit? But it was just so... You acting weird about it is weirder than just being like, yeah, I haven't fucked in, like, a year. It was just strange that she suddenly... And then her saying, like, 
telling Monica she's not single. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's pretty single. She's raising yeah. four dollars on her own. Her going, shut the fuck up, like Whitney said to me last night. And then Whitney goes, we should not play games anymore. <laughs> Whitney's traumatized from Bad Mormon. Yeah, and then, and then she's like, my queen Angie goes, well, on the topic, I have to wet my whistle before I start because this is a lot. <laughs> I was like, Carrie's living for this. I know. She really turned it out. I, I see her like because you love her so much. Like I love her so much, she's... and I don't even really know why, but I it literally just is because you are obsessed with her. She's kind of campy. She goes, she's good. Mm. So Meredith, apparently, I'm in the Greek mafia, and then Meredith goes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and they and then she keeps being like, You mentioned you got an Instagram or something, claiming that I have like committed fraud. You got DMs, and, like, DMs. You sent the DMs to everyone. Meredith goes, I have never made these claims. And then Monica's like I, Meredith, are you fucking kidding me? Like you told me this yesterday. I'm obsessed with Angie K. She goes in the Greek mafia, what? Can a Greek person not be successful? <laughs> Love. The anti-Greek bias in this country is strong. It's so strong and someone has to say something. But Meredith is like, I was like, oh, whoa. She's, she denies. I've never seen that before. She's just like, I have never made these claims. But versus any other time, this time you could see the fear in her eyes a little. I could see it that she was suddenly like, oh, shit, I've gone too far. What is her thought process during all of this? Because we never get a glimpse behind the curtain. Like, she truly is like, I have no idea what Meredith is thinking ever about anything. You don't have no idea what she's thinking? No. I don't know if she, A, remembers doing this stuff or B, like... I think she doesn't, it's like she can't, it's compul- It's like second nature. She just always has to have a file on someone. But where is she getting these documents? I think there's just like people that like, I feel She's like. She's on like LexisNexis. She's like <laughs> just patrolling. Does Meredith take Ambien and then go into like a fucking blackout, make Instagram accounts, follow 16, get 16 followers and then start like culling all the documents that she's been collecting and sending them to people she might think that she's not doing this because she's just like on ambient this time though i saw in her face the fear a little she's like she goes like this i don't know what you're talking about and i was like in my head i'm like my theory was like does she have are there just like fans of the show or people that just want to like get attention from like like gays and women like girls that watch who are like bored and just want like they're like I'll dig up stuff you know what I mean and does she have like legions of like kind of shady people I believe that there are like like Bravo fans who are unhinged who would go the extra mile to like dig up documents like Facebook group people yeah or maybe just not like, even them no I mean there's some but like just people who are upset they're fellow document obsessive right Yes. Who need to be like rehabbed for their addiction to documents. No, I do. I see like a lot of Bravo. There's a lot of Bravo fan accounts that love documents and are like. They love. Taking it to a place of like document, which is like. The documents. So I think Meredith has sort of tapped into that world a little. Yeah. 
she fancies herself, even though she's like never really practiced law, fancies herself a lawyer. And these are her like paralegals. And she's dealing in documents all day. Whitney goes, Meredith, the common denominator here is you. It is true. She she she's investigated three of the like Jen. She's always the one. Lisa. Now Angie. And I think and there was a set to me I saw a flicker of fear because she was like, shit, what if she actually is in the mafia? And she was like, whack me. <laughs> and she goes, Google me, bitch. I do millions of dollars in business. Oh, okay. I love that. Cool. And I, I love this cave that they're in. Yeah, like we're just like stalagmites everywhere. I was like, the food probably is terrible, but it's nice to be in a cave. I love the edits, the produce, the editors, the the reverb and the the screams in the cave. Lisa Barlow goes, "I'm so over this, Crossman. Can I have some water?" <laughs> she also goes, "I'm very suspicious." Meredith goes, "I am not doing anything." She's like, "I'm not doing anything." Lisa goes, mm. Lisa goes, listen, if one more DM comes up, I will have my cybersecurity team go the distance on it. And they all go, you have, a, like, you have a cybersecurity team? And she goes, yeah, of course, John Barlow and I have one. We all need to take a page out of the Queen Barlow's book and lawyer up. We need a team of attorneys and a cybersecurity team. I was like, this is on my 2024 vision board for myself is like where's the cybersecurity team first and foremost and then i gotta get six more lawyers yeah you do mm-hmm. sup needs cybersecurity it really does actually you need cybersecurity to go onto facebook we have a spiritual security with cherub yeah but so we, we need but we need like cyber to beef up the yeah. team yeah listen and listen I love it. And listen, and listen, if one more fucking DM comes up, <laughs> I will have my cybersecurity team go the distance on it. She gagged all of them. They were all like, what? She did. What? I want a full list of her entire team. Like, what other teams does she have She's got teams. on the payroll? She has a lot of teams. She's the definition of congrats to the team. It takes a village. It really takes a village with the Barlows. Thank you. I just, I love fucking John Barlow. I love fucking John Barlow. God, I love her so much. Every passing episode, she gets better and better. I know. Well, this was great. This was a really good... This trip is chef's kiss. I can't believe it's just day two. I know. What other horrors await? Well, no, this is... Well, we're going to get the the thing that between Heather and Monica. Is that for sure what comes up? Mm-hmm. Is the heather realizes that monica's suing her i think so (laughs) classic 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 should we should Um, we do a shout of of our divas in the cult yeah i have some documents to read off here's some documents and that's a list of cult members cult members i meant to go to patreon and i just googled podcast (laughs) it's it's Wednesday. Hump day. That's hump day for you. Say la vie. I'm kind of obsessed that we have these sandwiches. I know. <laughs> I love... Anyone want any honey? Anyone want a honey stick? Who wants a honey stick? Sarah Elizabeth. Sarah Elizabeth. Lucy from London. Lucy from London. 
Oh, Brooke Johansson, I'm kind of obsessed with I'm you. I'm obsessed with Brooke. Brittany Ryan Weiss, a member of my cybersecurity team. Love that. Danielle McMillan. McMillan. Lady Swamp, which gives, gives no, no fucks. Fuck. She certainly doesn't. Lazara. Love Lazara. Malzatov. We always have loved Malzatov. She's a great presence in the cybersecurity team. Oh, I'm kind of obsessed with Mary. Me too. Eliza Twaddle. She really rounds out my legal team. She does. She's one of the best attorneys in the state. Maisie McKierney, another incredible attorney that I consult with. Yeah. Mike Earhart. Mm-hmm. Carrie Oaks. Oh, love her. Love him. Love them. Sharon Baum, realtor. She's one of the best realtors. I have three realtors, and she's my top realtor. Owsley. I love Owsley. Trench ghoul. Mm-hmm. Many people think that you might need multiple trench ghouls, but really you only need one. There's only one trench ghoul in my life, and that's trench ghoul. Mariah Kay. Oh, love that Kay. Kathy West. I'm East for Kathy. Rochelle Martino. Oh, love her. She's so great. I've always loved all Rochelles in my life, and she's the top Rochelle. Kit Moore. Love Kit. I want more of Kit. Hillary. Mm-hmm. Orlanda. Orlanda. <laughs> Orlanda's a beautiful name. She's it's so a great. unique name. I love She's Orlando. Wonderful. Yeah. I love I've been to Orlando. I'm kind of obsessed with that name. We go to the tequila convention in Orlando sometimes, so I love that name. Nick Sedaris. Oh, love that gay. Emily. Love Emily. Kim Lucas. Kim's my favorite, Kim. And then there's always Jeffrey Pradama. Jeffrey Pradama, Pradama, Pradama. Guys, thank you for being the cult members of the century. We have 26. What oh, a team. Cybersecurity. What an incredible team. The congrats Our cybersecurity to the team. Thank team you so much. Of 26 members. We love you all. 26 strong. <laughs> 26. <laughs> 26 strong. Well, guys. Um, guys, that's it for today. With love and light, we wish you well on your endeavors. And... Stay true. Stay true. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith Sabadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.